people and welcome to the Catholic Spectrum. Today I'm going to give you two topics, the new Disney movie Raya and The Last Dragon, which is now available both on DVD and Disney Plus, and I don't know if it's still in the theaters yet. Um, and I'm also going to talk about the new decision from the United States of Catholic Bishops, I think that's what USCCB stands for. They have decided that Joe Biden should not receive communion. So I'm going to be talking about that as well after I talk about Rhea. Disney loves to dip into its well of princesses, and they've changed it up a lot over the years. Um, it all started with Snow White, and it's changed me, and it's evolved from there. We've started out with princesses that were really more nothing more than plot devices, like Aurora and uh, Snow White. Um, they got a little more advanced, beginning with Ariel in... The Little Mermaid, and now we've gotten to ones that are really de well-developed characters as well. And Rhea is pretty much along the same line. This is our first. This is our second Southeast Asian princess. Um, the first one would be. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if Moana counts as Southeast Asian. I'll have to look it up to see what they were going for with it. But Rhea is supposed to represent the cultures of the different Southeast Asian countries. Um, so let's talk about it. It takes place in a fictional land called Kumandra that looks like a dragon. And in the present day, Kumandra is divided into five separate nations. It was it used to be all one nation, but it broke. And that broke that breaking was caused by distrust. And we meet our heroine, who is named Rhea, who is the who inherits the role of guardian of the dragon gems. When she is a little girl, she is given this role, and she meets Namardi. And Namardi comes from another land, and the two of them hit it off pretty well. They both bond over their love of dragons. And as soon as Namardi gains Rhea's trust, she abuses it. The ver she breaks it the very first chance she gets by stealing the dragon gem from her. And this creates our current problem. The nation has broken into five pieces, and to five separate nations, each one named after a different body part of the dragon. So you have like your spine nation, the tail nation, the talon nation the heart nation, that sort of thing. And also, we have only only one dragon that is left, and that dragon is named Sizu. 
Um, the voices, the voice cast is mostly Asian as well. The only um, non-Asian character that I know of, I mean, non, non-Asian voice actor that I know of in this story is Alan Tudyk, who voices Rhea's pet fur bug, which is kind of like a pill bug. You know, those little bugs that roll up into a ball that you may have seen if you were ever out in your, in your lawn. Yeah, that's a that's what a fur bug is. So it's just a furrier version of that. And it's named Tuk Tuk, which I believe is a word for a rickshaw, you know, one of those carts. So that kind of so that makes makes sense since it since uh Rhea uses it like a steed, she saddles it and it rolls around. Um, I don't like the idea of Alan Tudyk playing this kind of character. Um, he played this kind of character before in Moana. He was a rooster in that one and didn't have any lines in that one either. I, it just feels like a waste of his talent for him to be doing animal noises. I don't mind when it's someone like, say, D. Bradley Baker or Frank Welker because D. Bradley Baker and Frank Welker are practically made of career out of doing animal noises. But Alan 2D can do so much more than animal noises. So having a character that doesn't even talk and him doing that voice just doesn't feel right to me. Um, I will not comment on the fact that this movie does not have musical numbers because Disney has done that thing be- sort of thing before and has actually done it pretty well. Both The Black Cauldron and Atlantis had no musical numbers at all, and they are both great movies. So I won't be commenting on that. So let's get into the meat of the story. So our story continues on. I mean, it starts with um, Rhea. After we get our flashback to establish the, the crisis, Rhea must now... Assemble all the the this plot kind of reminded me of Dragon Ball, if you've ever seen that. Dragon Ball is an anime about a group of people who must find all of these all of the different Dragon Balls that are all over the all over the world. Assemble them together, and they will then be able to summon a dragon that will grant their wish. So that's kind of what happens here. She has to. Rhea has to find a different person from a different nation, and assemble a party together, and then they have to save the world. So the first person that we meet in this party is Buon. Buon is a little boy who is a ferryman and also serves food on his ferry. Which, of course, with this being Southeast Asian, we have a boy who cooks. Spicy food. <laughs> I just loved that. Buon was probably my favorite character in the whole thing. He was just so funny. And he provides the transportation. And then we also meet a little baby later on named Noi. We don't really learn her name at first. We learn her name later on. And she comes from, I think it was the spine country or the tail country. One of the two. Um, and... She is, we're told that this country has lots of thieves and con artists, and this is a little baby who's a con artist, who's a thief, and she's got her little 
She's got a little group of monkeys who help her out too, and she actually steals a piece from Rhea at one point, and somehow she decides that this little baby should be in her party. So we get that. So this little baby comes along. Later on, we get the muscle of our party, Tong, who carries a big axe. Rhea has a weapon. I mean, Rhea's weapon is actually a sword that kind of operates like a whip. It extends out and it can retract. And we also meet Namardi again. And Namardi is probably the closest thing we have to a villain. We have the Droon, which is a force that, I mean, which is this black cloud that goes around and turns everyone to stone and I noticed something and I noticed something when I watched a review of this movie when they are turned to stone they are not turned to stone in the position that they were turned to stone in they were turned to stone so that they looked like they were offering something this is an important plot point that I didn't realize until I watched a review so I just thought I'd throw that out there because this is something I want to touch up on later. Now, one of Cezu's character flaws is the fact that she is a very naive person compared to Rhea. Rhea has good reason to be distrusting of others because of what happened with Namardi. Now... She has actually extended to this trust. I'm bringing up trust for a reason. This is the main theme of the movie. Now, Marty is someone she trusted and betrayed her trust. Now, she has extended this distrust not only to Namardi, but also to everyone else, even people in her own party she doesn't seem to trust. The only person that she does trust is her own father and sees you. Everyone else has to earn that trust. She doesn't trust people right away. And Cezu is not like that. They're actually pretty good foils of each other. And Cezu thinks that we should thinks that in order to assemble the pieces, what should be done is to basically offer a gift. And that's and that's why I wanted to bring up that the statues everyone gets turned into look like they're offering something. Maybe she, I mean, so it kind of seems like her idea isn't that naive when you think about it that way. We also find out that Cezu is actually part of a family that all of her, that she gains powers from the other dragons. She herself is a good swimmer, and we also find out that the other dragons can bring about rain and other things. And she is able to to draw from their from their spirits and gain their powers as well. And it's and I like how they touch up on I mean the, how they bring up her being a good swimmer and it actually gets added up on later. I thought it was just a joke line, but then it turns out she manages to become some some sort of natural motor for Buon's boat. So I guess that is how they bring up the fact that she can swim. And the Droon is not what I would call a villain. They're really more of a force of nature. So we really don't have a villain. Now, but the closest thing we do have is Namardi. Um, she is actually only acting evil out of the wishes of her mother. 
And she actually feels guilty about it, so I guess we could call her more of an anti-villain than a true villain. And we, when we meet her again as an adult, we find out that she still feels guilty about stealing the dragon piece. Because she knows that it is as much her fault as it is Rhea's for the breaking of the world. To use a quote from, to use a line from, uh, I think Wheel of Time is where I first heard that line. Anyway, um, the animation in this story is very beautiful. Like as, as you would expect from Disney. Disney has... I don't mind Ray, Disney going CG as long as they keep doing animation this beautiful. So, this score is very nice too. I really enjoyed this movie a lot. So I'm going to go ahead and give you my recommendation for this movie. Because I think it's probably one of Disney's best movies. And I'm going to bring up some cons I have with the movie in a little bit. Now for the cons that I have, the problems I have with this story. Beyond Alan Tudyk having such a low role in this, having such a small role in this story. My main problem with this story is how fast it went. I guess Disney is kind of spoiling me lately with the Marvel movies, with the Marvel shows, because the Marvel shows allow them to do something with a story that they can't do with a movie, and that is to develop characters in a longer way. Rhea has been compared by a friend of mine and by other reviewers as well to Moana. I can kind of see that, but I also can see something of, of uh, something different about her as well. I mean, the story does seem does seem kind of similar to Moana's story in that she's the daughter of a tribal leader, I mean, of a powerful figure, and so that and that and her quest is kind of similar to uh, Moana's as well, but. Rhea has more people accompanying her in this story than Moana did. Moana was pretty much all by herself and with Maui helping her out. So it was just her and Maui. But Rhea has a little baby, a little boy, and a big guy with an axe, and her little pill bug dude, too. Let's not forget him. My main problem with the story is that not every character is well-developed. Bong, the dude with the axe, pretty much joins without any introduction whatsoever. He's just, we need a big guy with an axe. And I like the idea that everyone from, the part, from our hero's party is from a different part of, the, of what was once Kumandra. But I really would have liked it better if each of the characters was more developed. This story really needed more time to give us more to give us time to, to meet each of the different characters. Because the the main people who get the most development are Buwan and Rhea. We don't need to worry about developing Tuk Tuk because, well, Tuk Tuk's just a little bug. Doesn't really do much. Tong doesn't get any development whatsoever other than big dude with axe. Oh, wait, and the Marty, I guess, gets a lot of development, too, because I guess we can count her as being part of the party since she does eventually change sides. 
My other problem with this story is Seizu dies. Yeah, I know I'm spoiling things for you, but this is the review, so I feel like if you if you're listening to this, you've seen the movie. So I can po- spoil things for you. Yes, Seizu dies at the hands of Namardi. And it's this death that causes Namardi to change her ways and also causes Rhea to realize that she was in the wrong for not trusting Namardi. Now, my problem with this is that Rhea has every reason to distrust Namardi. Namardi betrayed her. I can understand... I mean, that distrust I can understand. Not distrusting Buon, I can... I don't understand. I can see that being a problem. Not trusting Noi, I can definitely see that as a problem because Noi and Namardi both gave her reasons not to trust them. Buon never broke her trust, and neither did Tong, as far as I know. Unless something happened in the deleted scene that we didn't know about. So. It almost feels, I mean, so as one reviewer I listened to pointed out, it almost seems like Rhea is being punished. Now, if it's Namardi who who we are punishing, then that checks out to me. Maybe that's the, the way we can read this. And it is at this point that the crisis really ratchets up. Because now the water starts drying out. And the Droon had one weakness by the, at this point, by the way. They could not cross water. So with all the water drawing up, there is now nothing to stop the Droon, and they just keep wiping out everything and turning everything to stone. And I like that part, because that I mean, because I feel like as your quest gets more perilous, that should raise the stakes more and more. So, but I just feel like Seizu didn't have to sac- didn't have to wind up sacrificing herself just for everyone to, I mean, just because of one person. And as I said before, Rhea's distrust of Namardi was justified. But all in all, I think this was a great movie, and I highly recommend it if you haven't seen it yet. Like I said, it is on DVD if you don't want to spend six bucks a month on Disney Plus. So. There's that way to watch it as well. So now I'm going to talk about something else that happened over the weekend that I feel like I need to address. A friend of mine brought up something that happened recently that the USCCB has decided that Joe Biden, who is our second Catholic president, the first one was John F. Kennedy, for those who don't know, cannot receive communion. And this is because he voted for abortion. Now, I want to bring something up before I go any further. I am pro-life. And I voted for Joe Biden. Now, I know what some of you might be thinking. Why did you vote for someone who's pro-choice if you're pro-life? Because I was weighing my options. And my only other option was Donald Trump. And I felt like Of the two, 
Joe Biden would probably do the least amount of damage compared to Donald Trump. Donald Trump cared nothing. Donald Trump proved he was not a pro-life president during the four years of his presidency. When he had more power than Joe Biden did. When he was senator. So I'm going going on that. More people died. I mean, several hundred thousand people died of COVID thanks to Donald Trump. And his efforts. He did nothing to help us. Except maybe fund the vaccines, which, by the way, he's not even, which, by the way, a lot of his voters don't even want to take the vaccine. They're still not taking it. So my so what's my problem with this? Well, here it is. If you're a priest who's deciding not to give Joe Biden communion, that's not your decision. The way I remember how the Catholic how you're supposed how this whole communion thing works. By the way, the communion is supposed to represent Jesus. You are giving grace to someone. So, the priest's job is just to give the communion. That's it. The person who decides if he or she is worthy of communion is the person who receives the communion. If you if you feel you are unworthy because of some sin that you have not worked out, that's on you to decide if you are supposed to receive the communion. Notice I say it's your decision, it's not the priest's decision. But I know what you might say, but this person might be unworthy. Uh-huh. So is the priest giving the communion. Let's take a look at the very first communion that was ever given, the Last Supper. Judas was one of the people at that supper. He received bread before he betrayed Jesus. If Judas can receive bread before he betrays Jesus, then what about us? What about Joe Biden? What about me? What about you? So I'm against this idea. I don't think it's right. Because Joe Biden's unworthy, I'm unworthy, everybody in that church, including the person giving the communion, is unworthy of God's grace, and we receive it. That's how grace works. It is given by unworthy people to unworthy people. You are giving Christ to another person. The only person who is worthy of anything is God. We are not worthy of anything. We have all committed sins. We are not perfect. So I do not think this is the right course of action. Yes, abortion is a serious sin. I will admit that. But the per- but in the case of that, it's the person who gets who 
performs an abortion or the person who decides to have an abortion who does not receive the communion. It's not the person who votes for the abortion. So as far as we know, Joe Biden has not performed an abortion. He's voted for one, yes. That's an indirect sin. I mean, that's an indirect cause of evil right there. Referring back to an episode I did long ago in this season. This is wrong, folks. It's not their decision. It's Joe Biden's decision if he wants to receive communion. As far as I know, this the people who made this decision, they're probably all Republicans, and they voted for Donald Trump. And you know what the Republican Party did at CPAC this year? They made a golden idol to Donald Trump. That sounds like they're worshipping a false god, which, if I recall correctly, isn't that against the First Commandment? Just a little something I want to bring up there. Something to consider. Alright, so I want to give everyone a special announcement here regarding what's going to be happening next week. Next week, we'll end Season 2 of The Catholic Spectrum. That means that you have next week to give me your questions for Season 3's opening episode. I do have an alternative topic if you don't give me any questions. Now, I will give you contact information after this announcement so you can know where to contact me if you haven't been paying attention to that part of this podcast. So, next week's also got a change of topics to talk about. I've recently learned that there is another Disney movie. I think this is probably going to be Disney Month. Because this is now my third topic about Disney. And we'll be re- and I'll be reviewing the Disney the Pixar movie, excuse me, Luca. Because I was actually planning on watching Luca anyway, but I assumed that Luca would wind up being like Black Widow and Rhea and the Last Dragon this year, meaning that they would both want, I would both I would have to pay for that one as well as having to pay $30 extra for Rhea and Black Widow. So I checked it out just out of curiosity. Turns out Luca is available for free on Disney Plus. You don't have to pay an extra anything. So I'm gonna watch it next Sunday and I'll tell you what I think of that one as well. So that's a special announcement for you. We st- I still want to, I am still giving you one more week to do questions. And there is now a review for Luca coming up next week as well. Also, that means that next week will be the last time you hear the two theme songs that I've been giving you for this season. Hammer and Damper and Simple Melody. So now I have to decide on what the new themes will be. Just a little something that doesn't really matter all that much, but I figured I'd let you guys know about that as well.
And that was the show. That's This has been another episode of the Catholic Spectrum. You can contact me at RadicalEdwardJWT, that's all one word, at gmail.com. You can also contact me on Facebook. I do not use Amino anymore because my app for Amino, for Amino no longer works. I tried it several times. I kept getting kicked off, so I don't use that anymore. I still use my, I still have my blog, Aspie Catholic, and I have also another blog that I review Doctor Who on called Jelly Babies and Reverse Polarities. You can share this podcast around. You can find past episodes wherever you download your favorite podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, I think it's called. Podcast Addict has the show as well. I know this because I had Podcast Addict at one point. That's an app that you can get on your Kindle. Um, please write a review. And remember everyone, normal is just a setting on your washing machine. We don't get to be normal. See you around and next week we have a review of Luca to close out the season. See you then.